The most authentic place in sports. It's the Sports Headline Show. Here are your hosts, Sean Davis and Warner Sanker. What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the most authentic place in sports. I am your host, co-host Sean Davis. We will be joined momentarily by Warner Sanker. We are in our lovely studio today. Uh, Going to get in some... You know, going to change the scenery around here. But um, anyway, uh, free agency, you know, a lot of the major points are done. A lot of the big-name free agents have been signed, and we're going to talk about that. Um, please hit, if you're watching this on Twitch or you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. You can always keep up to date with our latest uh, content. Follow us here on Twitch. Uh, we'll do some more live streams here on Twitch. And ladies and gentlemen, more in a second. Yeah! What's up, everybody? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. We are finally in studio um, of sorts, and we're just going to bring you this free agency recap. So um, stay tuned. And um, boy, oh boy, who do we start with? I, I think we should save. I've made a I've made a personal decision for myself, for his health, and my and my for my health, myself, and my NFL team fandom. Um, I'll talk about that later, but. I think first we've got to talk about, I mean, the New York Giants making a big splash yeah. in the last few days. Kenny Galladay, um, probably receiver one on the market, to be quite honest. We've yeah, had other guys with, go. Uh, Allen Robinson not being available. Yeah, we've had other guys go. We've had uh, Will Fuller get signed by the Dolphins, yeah. A.J. Green to the Cardinals, but those guys are not on Kenny Galladay's level, at least anymore, for A.J. Green. So, I mean, big, big... Big weekend week in general, but weekend um, in the NFL. Let's start with the Giants. Um, how, what do you give the Giants in terms of grade? We we know they got Galladay. Um, they they sure they well they traded Zeitler. Yeah. Um, they brought back Nate Solder um, to be the other tackle opposite of their fourth overall pick, Andrew Thomas. Um, what what grade what grade do you give give them? I'm going to give them an A. I really like the things that Dave Gettleman, this was like a desperation uh, free agency. You go out, get Kenny Galladay. You read Cy Leonard Williams at almost all cost. Um, you bring in a Dory Jackson to help that secondary alongside um, James Bra- Bradbury. Yeah, James Bradbury, who had a really uh, breakout season last year. Um, Andrew Bro Peppers, too. Yeah, Andrew Bro Peppers. So Andrew just drafted um, safety out of Alabama. What's Xavier McKinney? Yeah, who, so, missed, who missed most of the season. Right. But he's back now. He played the last few games. Right. So, so now your secondary is really, you know, uh, going to be in some shape next year. And so I'm just making sure that nothing happens to our stream. Um, you know, it seems like stuff always ha- seems to happen. So that's why I'm, I always. appear to be looking to always. Always. Um, it's almost like it has a timer. Like, dang, that microwave's done. Uh, so let's, <laughs> but, um, oh, man. But, yeah, uh, and now... This is like a desperation move for Dave Gettleman. And now Daniel Jones, similar to another young quarterback we'll talk about later, has almost no excuse going into next season. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dave Gettleman has, I mean, I think you can definitely argue, has really been bad um, at the whole GM job. He's just, he's made questionable moves. He hasn't, um, he hasn't, you know, hit hit gold when he has a good chance to. Um, he hasn't, per se, when you have the sixth overall pick or the fourth overall pick drafted that impact player who's going to come in and be in rookie of the year conversations, 
But I will give him this. He's built he he's built a pretty solid defense in terms of stopping the run. Um if you cannot win in the NFL if you cannot stop the run. And so that is big that the Giants can stop the run. Now, they may be sacrificing a little bit of pass rush for that um, with Leonard Williams, et cetera, et cetera, but they have good uh, good box safety in, in Peppers. I don't even want to call him a box safety because he's a do-it-all guy, but a good box safety in Peppers. Um, they Blake Martinez kind of had a career resurgence, if you will. Uh, he was awful in Green Bay. He's serviceable now. Um, they I feel like they brought in another linebacker who I'm just not getting... But they they have they have they they can definitely stop the run. So so that's <laughs> shout out to Eric. Uh, Eric is watching on YouTube. His question. I don't know if we could get this on the screen. Eric just asked. Uh, his question is for Warner. Warner, would you like to take the honors on this one? <laughs> yeah. Um, the question is regarding uh, Kevin King. He said, "Why in the f would the kept with the Packers?" Give Kevin King a second chance. I'll, I'll give you an answer, and I'll, I'll give it to you loud and clear, my friend. Brian Gutekunst has no clue what he is doing in in the NFL and in, in the GM chair. I mean, he is awful. I was going to save this for later, but I might as well get into it. So first, you don't even offer, a, like, a, you don't even tag Corey Lindsley. You could have put, like, a a, a, a first-round tender on him. You could have franchise tagged him, worked out an extension, restructured contracts, cut a few guys, restructured others, and, and gotten, gotten the cap room to have Corey Lindsley as your center. Then you have Lindsley, you have Elton Jenkins still at guard, which I think is his best position. Now, he's a damn good center, and he's actually a pretty good offensive tackle, but I think guard's his best position. You have Bakhtiari, who you just signed to a long-term contract. You've got uh, um, either Ricky Wagner or Billy Turner on the other side. Lane Taylor's been getting some good reviews, but instead, you don't re-sign Corlins. You don't even make an effort to. You weren't even talking to him. Then, once free agency comes, you finally learn that, hey, we don't have to leave $16 million in cap room just in case. We don't have to do that, and we don't even have to. We we can even restructure contracts, kick the can down the road, and maybe try to win a Super Bowl with our MVP, greatest of all time quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Now, you finally restructure contracts, and you pay a running back in Kevin King. Kevin, freaking King. Kevin King is the... If the Packers had a competent corner, number two, they would have easily beat the Bucks. Kevin King gave up, I think, 21 points by himself and had a game-ending P.I. call. So, look, you have Jair Alexander. He's the either the best or the second-best corner in the game. Doesn't matter how you slice it. You've got a really good safety duo, Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos, the risk-taker, physical freak and savage, and then the more conservative, sure player in Amos. Great safety duo. You've got Chris Barnes, who has given the Packers the best linebacker production since maybe early career A.J. Hawk. I'm talking inside linebacker. Shout out Pat McAfee. You, you get two guys on rookie contracts to be the best linebackers this team has seen in a decade since their Super Bowl win. 
their last Super Bowl win, and you re-sign Kevin King, who plays slow, plays confused, plays like he's got his head up his shoulder pads, and let Scotty Miller behind him. Can't hang with Mike Evans. Now, listen, Mike Evans is a great receiver, but you shouldn't look that bad against him, okay? Especially when you have Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown on that same team. To the Aaron Jones point, a lot of Packers fans have probably clicked off of this video because I said a running back. And that is definitely disrespectful to Aaron Jones because he is more than just a running back. He can be a pretty good slot receiver. I even think he could be could be all right out wide. But here's the thing. No matter how good Aaron Jones is, it is never, when you are in a win-now, compete-for-a-Super-Bowl mode, it is never okay, especially when you don't have a quarterback on a rookie contract, to pay a running back. You may be saying, well, um, Christian McCaffrey got paid. Are the Panthers in win-now mode? You could say, hey, maybe they are. They're in the sweepstakes for Deshaun Watson. Um, they, they've added some guys in free agency. They've got a good draft pick. They can be making moves. I say to this one, the Bucks are still in the, in, in the, in the NFC South. But two... Teddy Bridgewater is being paid about $20, $25 million a year, which is not the 35 plus that Aaron Rodgers is being paid right now. And that, yes, that $10 million is well-deserved by Aaron Rodgers. If, if there was no salary cap, Aaron Rodgers should be making $60, $70, 80000000 million a year because he is that good. But you drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round, and yes, I know he's a bruising power back. Aaron Jones is a finesse, um, elusive receiving back. But you can draft another one of those. Aaron Jones was a fifth-round draft pick. Javante Williams. He might, he's, he's not going to fall to the fifth round, but shoot, draft him with the second-round pick maybe. Even. Or, I mean, or a third-round pick. Then you yeah. have A.J. Dillon, who showed a bunch of promise from really the Titans game through the, the Buccaneers game. Then you would have a Javante Williams or even another receiving back who would be your second back because you have A.J. Dillon behind that Corey Lindsley, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins offensive line, Lane Taylor, and and, and, um, and Billy Turner, assuming you cut Ricky Wagner, you cut... And, and yeah, they didn't even cut... Um, they didn't. They restructured Pre Preston Smith, which is fine, but you have Rashawn Gary who does Preston Smith's job better than Preston Smith for less money. So why don't you just cut Preston Smith? I don't get it. You... I, I don't even think they cut Dean Lowry, who didn't even play that well last year. And you can get a run-stuffing, three-tech, defensive end, I guess, in that scheme in the draft or in free agency. Look at um, Shelby Harris, I believe, with the Broncos. He is Leonard Williams-esque and got paid like a third of the amount of money. Williams got, what, $18 million on the franchise tag, I believe? I think Shelby Harris signed for $8 million. So you could have... Went after Harris. You could have done so many things to upgrade your run defense, upgrade the defensive line, but instead you keep Dean Lowry, you keep Preston Smith, you keep Aaron Jones, and I love Aaron Jones. I'm glad he took the discount to stay with us. He is a great back and a great, even greater person. But when, you, when you're the Packers in win-now mode, you simply cannot afford to make these decisions unless you can end up restructuring... Bakhtiari, Zadarius Smith, uh, Devontae Adams, who's not even getting paid that much right now. You're going to have to pay him later. Aaron Rodgers. Um, Who, by the way, did not restructure his contract. I, I don't even blame him, man. 
I mean, it's ridiculous. Brian Gutekunst no, does A-Rod's not. A-Rod's probably like, hey, you know what? Hey, hey, Aaron, uh, w- would you be willing to restructure? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, let, let, let me look at the roster. Can you bring back Corey Lindsley? Oh, wait, no. He already signed with the Chargers. Yeah, no. Yeah, you can go screw yourself. <laughs> my thoughts exactly. <laughs> um, but in, in regarding to my personal decision like you as an NFL yourself. fan for my mental health, I have decided. I was really, I was really getting ready to abandon the Packers. I was about to say, Grudy Koontz, you don't know what you're doing. I'm leaving. This franchise is screwed unless Jordan Love turns into the next Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Bart Starr. Keep in mind, the Packers have only won championships when they've had a Hall of Fame quarterback. Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. Hey, slow down now. I quit. <laughs> so. Hey. If you Listen, can't tell, I don't care. My Chargers got Corey Lindsley, so I am doing A-OK. Oh, this is what Eric had to say. Eric said, I believe he's in the chat watching. Eric yeah. said, you can't win a Super Bowl without a running game. Axe the Bills, Rams, Steelers, and Chiefs. That is definitely true, but here's my counterpunch. You have A.J. Dillon. Yes, yeah, sort of. Um, I, I would say A.J. Dillon can easily be a 1,000-yard rusher in this league especially behind that offensive line and the physicality at, what he, at which he plays. <laughs> um, the physicality at which he plays. And, yes, being, having a 1,000-yard rusher um, and, and having a solid run game is important. I 100% agree with you. But why don't you just bring back um, Williams, Jamal Williams? Because he's a good back out of the backfield. He's a good back in general like as a running back, as a pure runner. And he'd probably cost you half the price of Aaron Jones. Once again, I love Aaron Jones, but Corey Lindsley is more valuable to the pass game and the run game than Aaron Jones is, and frankly, will ever be. Now, unless Corey Lindsley was being a total, um, um, uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't want to say that, uh, but very, very difficult in the um, the process of re- of getting re-signed. Then uh, you you gotta bring him back and and if you restructure all these contracts and cut some of these players, Dean Lowry, Preston Smith, you probably have enough money. And, to and really quickly, franchise tag Lindsley because we gotta move on to really quickly and then resign Jones on a team friendly deal which he wanted in the first place. And also, like for example, like you said, if you cut those guys, you're telling me Corey Lindsley, if they cut for example Preston Smith, Dean Lowry, restructure some contracts, you're telling me. That Corey Lindsley and Aaron Jones are going to look at this situation and say, hey, you know what? We were a questionable decision and Kevin King being Kevin King away from going and to... And then you position. freaking re-sign them. <sighs> I don't know if I'm on camera right now. You're, you're not. But anyway, I'll take it from here. But anyway, you may, you restructure some contracts, you... Uh, Cut Preston Smith and Dean Lowry to create some cap space. You're telling me Corey Lindsley and uh, Aaron Jones are going to look at, this, at the situation and be like, you know what? We were, again, Kevin King, Maybe me and Kevin King. backload your contract so you get paid a butt ton of money later in the contract, but you get paid like $7 million this year. And a questionable decision away from going to the Super Bowl. You're telling me they're not going to take a team-friendly deal but still get paid money where it's not like blasphemous or whatever? I just think this situation is hilarious. Eric is making me uh, his comments on Twitter and in the chat. AJ Dillon is not a three-down back. Aaron Jones is a top-five back. You can't just replace that. We had a tight end running the ball five (laughs) years ago. Come on, man. You're undervaluing. 33. 
I get that, but Eric, I'm a Chargers fan, so this I'm gonna put this the best way possible that no other fan could put this for you. We have Austin Eckler. Put Austin Eckler behind the Packers offensive line. He is a top ten running back. He gets no top ten running back. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? He doesn't get enough praise or whatever because he's behind what he was behind one of the worst <laughs> offensive lines in football last year. But hey, put Austin Eckler behind. Um, like the point I'm trying to get to here. Unless you're Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley, you need an offensive line to be effective. And, and look at what look at what happened to Ezekiel Elliott. Now I think Aaron Jones. Um, I get what you're saying, though, Eric. But again, like you need that you need an offensive line. So I mean, yeah, AJ Dillon. Yeah, it, it, it's funny to me. I'm having a good time. Bell Warner. Yeah, I am definitely not. But Aaron Jones, um, he is he is definitely. I don't know if I'd say top five, but I would definitely say top eight back in the league. And he's had over 200 attempts. Basically over 1,100 yards uh, each season, averaging anywhere between four and a half to five and a half yards per carry, which is phenomenal. He had just about he had nine rushing touchdowns this year, 16 last year. I understand all of that, but look at some of the other power backs in the league. I think an AJ Dillon is really really comparable to a guy like a Nick Chubb, or um, not so much Derrick Henry. He's a little. He he's, he has a little bit more um, you know, hands. Well, yeah, hands. But uh, but but I think he's more of an in between the tackles runner instead of a guy who needs to pick up steam on an outside zone or a pitch or whatever. Um, but you can ride him for four, five, six yards of carry and do what they did against the Titans when Aaron Jones was basically unavailable um, because of injuries and and AJ Dillon was just doing so well that they didn't need Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams most mostly in that game. Now, yes. You never want to get stuck in the situation where you got to hand the ball off to third-round pick Josiah DeGuara coming off an ACL in his rookie year. Brian Gutekunst, please explain to me why he was picked. But unless Jordan Love is going to gain like 15 pounds and learn how to run the ball and play running back, I think your, your best bet as a franchise building, as a team building um, to win a Super Bowl You've got to you've got to trust AJ Dillon, trust your drafting proce- uh, process, and ride him behind that offensive line. And it's it's hard for me because we th- there's simply not enough cap space to handle all, all of our players. And this past season was a huge missed opportunity because I am 99% confident we would have beat the Chiefs as well without their two offensive tackles. That's false optimism. I quit. <laughs> I mean, just look at look at how we were without one of our tackles. I'm jo- hey, I, I hey, mean, hey, I, the Chiefs hey. had none of the tackles. I'm, I'm just joking, guys. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Anyways, all I, right, I we, think that's all I can say on the pack. I know we can agree on why is Kevin King back on the team, and I think we can agree on why that why in the hell is Brian Gutekunst still being paid by that organization of in collection of people committee whatever they call it. Alright, um, this is the last thing I'm going to say. Again, I wasn't necessarily saying Austin Eckler is a top 10 running back, but Aaron Jones, you know, he gets four yards almost automatically because of that offensive line being so daggone good. Austin Eckler has to create three yards to get even close because the offensive line is so miserable. 
Uh, so go by, by the way for anybody watching on Twitch, we are live on Twitch and on YouTube. So um, go check out our film breakdown. We just did on Corey Lindsley. Uh, it's on Jackson Kruger Sports Production on YouTube and on our YouTube channel. Uh, Jackson Kruger Sports has 85 or was it 84.9 or is it 85 now? Did he hit it? We'll just call him 85. I don't know. Let's call it 85. He's at 85,000 subscribers. Has a lot of really great film breakdowns. We've been contributing a lot recently. Um, yeah, go check our, our Corey Lindsley film breakdown out of the list on his uh, YouTube channel. All right, let's move on to the next team here. So we kind of sort of maybe not really did the Giants. Yeah, uh, we halfway did the Giants. <laughs> we halfway did the Giants. Well, I think we got the main points across. Um, now let's move on to, I guess we could stick in the NFC East. Let's go on to the Dallas Cowboys who have had a quiet... We the boys! <laughs> We've had a quiet offseason uh, outside of the Dak Prescott uh, contract. And I guess I can just give my quote. They did, re-sign, they did sign Keanu Neal to a one-year $4 million deal. Um, just looking to see if I could find anything. They also re-signed Jordan Lewis, it looks yep. like. Um, CJ Good... They're 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 re-sign. They're either keeping or or signing a lot of secondary help, which is big for them. Yeah, um, you've got to if you're Dallas, and if you want to win the Super Bowl in the time that Jerry Jones still has left on this earth, um, and, and I mean that in complete seriousness. He is a very very old man. He's a very very successful man, and he obviously wants to win a ring bad and have Dallas be America's team once again. That is not going to happen if you have that leaky defense. Um, it's just it's it's impossible. They also um, they brought in defensive tackle Antoine Woods to a uh, about two million dollar a year contract over two years, um, but mostly lower level signings. They have that tenth pick in the draft um, that is going to be big. We are we're looking. Sean and I have both mocked multiple times Caleb Farley at ten. Um, watch look out for our top ten NFL draft. Corner prospects coming out in the next day or two um, as well. Caleb Farley is on that list. He is very high up on this list. But Sean and I have a little bit of a critique to his game and, and so, a sort of a complaint that we have with his style of play and, and how he plays as a corner and his skill set. But um, I, I would say Dallas definitely got their guy in Dak Prescott. Now, I mean... Is he the guy? Is this a good contract? He was guaranteed $95 million at signing. Basically $126,000 because he's probably going to you know, stay. $66 million signing bonus. It's a huge contract. But is it the right contract? Wait, really, do you, do and, you want to rehash this? Yeah, and I just want to say I want to be very, very clear. And we've reached out to some high-level athletes in the NFL right now who have gotten some bags. And we're going to talk about free agency when we get him on the show uh, at some point, and I'm going to very clearly say this, right? And like one of the players, you know, one of the players just got signed. It's a corner, um, and I'm gonna say, you know what? Congratulations! I will never ever knock a player for getting their bag. Never. You, you can, especially you can knock on, GMs for giving out stupid contracts. Right, right. Especially in the NFL, whereas because you know it's a lot harder for them to manipulate situations and get what they want and be the situation they, they want. Even gain where, traction. Hold on, wait. Yeah, and gain traction where compared to the NBA, if a guy who's a six man on a team, if he doesn't like something, he's going to get his way more likely than not and, and get the contract he wants, right? So if you're a guy in the league 
and you're getting and you're a free agent, I'm not going to ever knock you for getting your bag ever. Even if it's even if it's a team where you know is you're not competing. Like a situation for the NBA, I always bring up 2014, Carmelo Anthony, right? He had the Bulls and the Knicks. The Bulls offered slightly less money. Actually, I think it was a lot less money. But you're going to play with Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, uh, Paul Gasol, and the crew. You are a championship favorite, which is something you had not been since you were in New York, right? And he turned that deal down, right? He went back to New York for the money and for the garden and all this rah-rah stuff or whatever, right? And I've criticized him for that because I'm like, yo, you had a chance to go get you a ring, right? This is the NFL, right? It's a lot harder for players to go get their bag. So, again, I will never, ever knock a guy for getting their bag. But like Warner said, those executives, those executives, free, free range. It's free range. It's free range on those, on those executives and, and, and the bad contracts, right? So, for the Cowboys, look. I think it warns about to act like Pat McAfee and have his baseball bat just swing it around for no apparent reason. Um, I'm coming for you, goody goods. <laughs> but, um... Okay, uh... Producers, you guys okay? Um, anyway... Um, oh my gosh, Kevin King! <laughs> but, um... Look, the Cowboys had really one main goal going into this offseason... That was re-signed Dak Prescott under all costs. And, and no matter what your feelings are on Dak Prescott, where do you think he's a top-five quarterback, which is absolutely idiotic? Preposterous. Uh, if, if you're watching this video and I've had a conversation with you, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if, you think you're, if you think he's a top-10 quarterback, if you think he's a top-20 quarterback, whatever, right? They had to re-sign him because, I mean... You at, do not want to be stuck in the Bears. Right, you don't want to you be the Bears on the football team. They, they have such a talented offensive group, aside from Ezekiel Elliott at this point. We'll see how he turns out. You know, basically basically a brand-new draft pick after you sign him to that giant contract because you don't know what you're going to get. Um, but, yeah, they, they had no choice. Also, let's, let's talk about the Eagles as well. They've made some big-time um, spending contracts. Uh, Jason Kelsey, they brought back um, Anthony Harris. Um, they, they, those are two notable guys. They re-signed Boston Scott, Alex Singleton, who were with them last year. What do you, what do you think they're? I mean, they're obviously rocking with Jalen Hurts, yep, right? Philly. They're obviously rocking with Hurts. Are they a sneaky playoff team? If, if, if Taylor Heineke or whoever the football team puts under center. If they don't work out, could the Eagles win this division? Um, assuming Dallas's defense plays, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. OU, you no, know, obviously I'm going to support all my guys. Whether it's Baker, Jalen Hurts, Kyler, you know I'm a little more tougher on Kyler. But again, you know it's all not it's not all rainbows and unicorns. Or I, I think you're tougher on Kyler because he gets a lot, a lot of hype. Yeah, that's why I'm tougher. On so him. Yeah, it, yeah, it seems yeah. like you're tougher on him. Yeah, I I don't know if if. But like to other people, I'm, it, yeah. it's tough. But I, I mean, I, Kyler Murray hater. Kyler, Kyler Murray stinks. But um, anyway, sure. <laughs> but um, look again. I like Jalen Hurts a lot, but I have no trust, absolutely no trust whatsoever in Howie Roseman to develop these guys and 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 you know draft the necessary players that is going to take in this draft class. He has not really had a hit in the draft. 
no matter what position, really. I mean, unless which, Jalen Hurts turns out, unless man. Hurts turns out, and then, I mean, you look at offensive linemen, he hasn't really hit. Um, wide receivers, don't get me started on wide receivers. <laughs> Jesus, oh, almost. JJ Ark subs to something. Our, white side. I think a white side. Um, I think a white side. How many bad games? How, how many bad games for Hurts does it take before they play Flacco? I think I am half. Uh, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Um, I think you're looking. It's gonna take a lot to put in Flacco. Like, I think Flacco's only there for an injury replacement. Right. I really, I really do think that. Thanks for the question. If you have any more questions, put put them in the chat and follow us here on. Uh, Twitch if you haven't already, but um, I think, yeah, it's going to take like, Hurts is going to have to be Jameis Winston <laughs> but worse. Like even, even Jalen Jameis Winston threw 30 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. So. Right, I mean Ugh. it's going to take like really I don't even know that's a good question. I don't even, I, I really just I think, don't see, unless like Hurts gets hurt or whatever <laughs> pun intended, um, unless knock on wood, knock on wood and pun intended, um Unless Jalen Hurts suffers an injury or, you know, he has a nagging injury, you suck, and you're trying to... But, but, any, any shoulder thing, right, arm any, thing related, I, I think you definitely shut him down. But Joe Flacco's only there Joe, because yeah. they need to have two quarterbacks on roster. And them signing Joe Flacco really is like all the affirmation or whatever, if that's a word. Affirmation. Affirmation, whatever. All the affirmation you need to, like, make a conclusion that, yeah, Jalen Hurts is the guy going next year. They had their two quarterbacks on the roster... Unless it's Trevor Lawrence at six, you don't draft a quarterback here if you're the Eagles. I think you build the Zach rest Wilson. of the roster. I don't, with this move, I don't think they do now. I mean, I, I don't know. This it, It's going to be really interesting. But, again, I just don't trust Howie Roseman. Yeah, I think that's perfectly, uh, for, perfectly legitimate. But can I share with you my favorite move of this offseason? Yeah, go and ahead. It pains me to say this because my Packers were eliminated by them. But how about the, the Chargers? Bay- oh, yeah. I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I mean, I think the best move this free agency period is or was franchise tagging Chris Godwin because he was going to get the bag as a receiver. He was going to get a long-term deal, five years. He was going to get. Um, you know, 17, 18 mil a year. They franchise the tag him for just under 16. Tom Brady reworks and then gets extended, uh, reworks his contract, gets extended. They end up bringing back Levante David for a two-year contract, 12 and a half a year, and that lets them, with Tom Brady, uh, his extension slash restructuring, that lets them bring back Shaq Barrett. So they have their edge rusher, their number one linebacker, their number two receiver, and their QB1, not to mention bringing back Gronk for a one-year, $8 million deal, getting a reliable kicker in Ryan Suckup for three seasons. But I think by far the best move of this free agency period is not any sort of, of, of a signing or a contract value, getting paid, player for a team, great fit, but it's got to be franchise tagging Chris Godwin to not let him hit the open market. Instead, let Shaq Barrett hit the open market, who has just as many question marks as a guy like um, Carl Lawson, which, oh my goodness, why didn't the Bengals franchise tag him? Or, or a Trey Hendrickson. Um, so they bring him back for 17 a year, about what he was probably going to get on the open market, and they keep Chris Godwin around as well. Fantastic by by the Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, they have consistently they draft. Oh my God, they have drafted so well 
recently. Like, like there's been drafts that have been dominated by a team. Like, 2017, the Saints. Whoa! I mean, that's one through seven, man. Ramchek, uh, Lattimore, Kamara, um, Marcus Williams. And it's a, I think How did the Saints re-sign Marcus Williams? Please explain this to me. The salary cap does not exist. Please explain. <laughs> when, it's, when it's Mardi Gras time, just do all rules fly out the window in New Orleans. I've never been in New Orleans. I've never been there during Mardi Gras or anything. Please explain to me why New Orleans doesn't have to do anything. I wouldn't be surprised if they get Russell Wilson and they can trade for... Um, I don't know, uh, trade for Devontae Adams and then re-sign him and then grab a Jalen Ramsey. I mean, honestly, how are the Saints allowed to do this still? Since they signed, what, Jarius Bird, I think from, uh, he was on the Bills, I think, before then. Since they signed him in, what, 2015, they have not had to do anything in terms of dead cap, salary cap, tax, Meeting the cap, going over the cap, nothing. Please explain to me. Oh, Roger Goodell, why the Saints are allowed to do this? They've got to be doing something a little fishy um, underneath the surface. I don't know if they're just lying about their books or if they've done some sort of a deal with Roger Goodell, um, but... Boy, oh boy, I'm trying not to get down the rabbit hole, but that's ridiculous. I mean, the Saints... Should should have been bad for the last three seasons at least. Like hey man, hey bad. that twenty seventeen draft, man. I'm telling you, all right, really quickly, just give a shout out um, to a couple people on Twitter. So again, Trio Sports Talk podcast. Um, they'll be covering major storylines and events of sports. New episodes will begin every week, and the launch date is in early April. Shout out! Shout out! All right, guys, joining the network? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, wait, I did. I, oh, my God, I might have spoiled it. Oh, oh, Lordy. Oh, oh, mm, good, goodness me. Um, goodness gracious. Goodness, goodness gracious. Um, let's see here. Tom Green, who's our good buddy of ours who just joined the show uh, a couple days ago, he asked the Bears trade for Russell Wilson. So if, I you, hope guys, not. if, if you guys, hold on, I think he's referring to like the situation. So if you guys are just new to this, the Bears attempted to trade for uh, Russell Wilson a couple of days ago. Um, I wonder if you could pull up the graphic potentially. So I believe the rumored deal was two defensive starters. I yep. think a third round pick. Wasn't it three firsts? It, it, it was not, It was three firsts, and I forget it was either a second or a third. I forget the exact details involved. Um, but yeah, so I guess my thoughts on the deal. And I said this. Oh my God! Hold on, Warner. We have different. I think we have different opinions on this. Now, in case you in case you missed this, our um, head coach's video. We we were Sean <laughs> Sean sent to me um, in a, in our team group chat. Listen, you may be surprised on where I have Pete Carroll here in my list. Um, I I don't know if I'm crazy or not, but I just I'm not very high on him. Then I made my list after because I was really <laughs> curious, and then we come to video time, streaming time, and we find out. Wait a minute. Pete Carroll is kind of mid-tier for Sean, but boy, oh boy, what is he? I mean, did I had him where? And 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 long story short, he is very, very low on my list. And I think Sean has some feelings about this and and why um why why Pete Carroll is so low. Um, oh no, 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 no. So here's exactly what I say. Here here are my in-depth thoughts on the Russell Wilson to Chicago trade. 
I said, this was my media reaction. I texted on our team group chat, and I said, wait, really quickly, uh, I and Pef, uh, signing bonus don't count against the cap. The Saints should not be able to re-sign every single person on the roster every single year. But, uh, that, that's, that's, yeah, that, that's, that, I mean, that's true. That's yep. how you restructure your contract works, yeah. Yeah, um, i just make sure there's no, nothing else to discuss. I need my doctor. Um, alright, anyway, um, I said the Seahawks need to make a decision. They need to fire Pete Carroll. No, no, it's kind of extreme, but hear me out. They need, need to fire Pete Carroll or trade Russell Wilson. I do not think this is a repairable relationship, especially if they don't get Antonio Brown. Or if it's at the point where you're like, oh, yeah, you know, Antonio Brown sounds cool. <laughs> We're not going to even discuss it with you. Screw you. Flip him the Flip the finger at him, give him the bird, peace out, right? If it's like that, then, uh, oh, God, oh, lordy, uh, a little, a little roughy there, a little rough situation there. But, um, Pete Carroll, with his stubbornness as a head coach, right, with his unwillingness to adapt, it's getting, like, borderline... We're getting close to, like, Mike McCarthy and Green Bayish, like, how unwilling he is to adapt, to, like, the league advancing, right? Like, And I said this, I, ca I kept alluding to this earlier in the season. I said that um, if you have a five-star cook, right, and you're going, you're about to present to the president. You're, this was your favorite this was my metaphor favorite. during the season. <laughs> and you have a five-star cook, right, and you're about to go give a dinner to the president, right? You're, you're a restaurant, you're about to go serve a dinner to the president of the United States, right? But your five-star cook has had a couple of kitchen fires. Uh, I mean, not, not not real big ones, but it's been a couple of small little kitchen fires recently. No, uh, no third-degree burns. Right, but... no, right, no, a little, little small little kitchen fires, right? You're get you're gonna look at your five-star chef and say, you know what? <sighs> We're gonna roll with that three-star chef over there. You know, you can make the desserts. Listen, man, we don't want you to do much. We'll give you, uh, you can make, like, a grilled cheese for them, maybe do some appetizers, but we really want a, a team of guys. We want somebody who's a, a veteran in the game. We want somebody who, uh, um, who, who is really solid and, um, you know, may drop the ball sometimes. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, Chris Carson's a that makes good sense. running back. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, oh my goodness. No, that does not make sense. You do not take the ball or the or the the, the spatula or whatever out of your five star cook. Give Russ the spatula. Let Russ cook. Let him cook. Yes, yeah, so yes, he's gonna have. He has it every year. You, he's gonna have this three game stretch right dab in the middle of the season. No, here, here's Russell Wilson for you every year. First seven weeks, not first six seven weeks of the season, he is playing. Neck and neck with Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Weeks, <laughs> it never fails. Weeks eight through like ten or eleven. It's a little cocky. Right, right, right. Defenses may figure it out a little right, bit. Right, right. Defense may figure it out like he starts feeling himself a little bit, a little too much, right? And then you know he has a couple games like Arizona this year, or what was the other one? He had another really bad one. What it was, was the it? week after? No, it was or the week. Maybe the two. Weeks it was after. two weeks after. I think it was Buffalo, and yeah. like he has like a three interception game or whatever, right? But listen, your best chance is with, like, if you're trying to impress the president, no matter what your five-star cook does, your best chance to impress the president is with your five-star cook. Your best chance to compete and win for a Super Bowl is with your five-star top five 
quarterback in the NFL in Russell Wilson. And what do you want to do, Pete Carroll? You want to run the ball 30 times a game, like straight down the middle, power run. You're not even like the, 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 the Niners or the Rams with this outside zone creative stuff. No, you want to pound the ball down the team's throat 35 times a game like we're in the 1970s. That does not work. Okay? And, and like, Russell Wilson, you are a top... <sighs> I quit. Listen, <laughs> Pete Carroll is a defensive coach, right? I'm about to have a heart attack. So why would you override your offensive coordinator who has worked well with Russell Wilson, who, has, who Russell Wilson has a great amount of confidence in, Russell Wilson's a top three running back, why would you override him to say we had... Uh, uh, we had, you know, I forget what the word was, but um, differences in in our in how we think that the offense should be run, how we think the team should be run, and therefore, since I am a head coach, he is fired, and Russell Wilson is going to have to basically do my game plan. Remember, I'm a defensive head coach. P. Carroll also known to be a player guy. Like the players love him, they rally around him. That really has not been the case ever since really Earl Thomas. Um, that in the Legion of Boom started falling apart with really with Cam Chancellor's uh, retirement. But Earl Thomas had problems with Pete Carroll. Now it seems Russell Wilson's having some problems with him, and players just go grow sick and tired of him. Then you have he's not adapting to the modern NFL offense, how most of these offenses run. And listen, the cover three scheme's fine. Cover three press. Um, zone scheme is fine, but it is not going to be the end-all, be-all. It's not going to win you a Super Bowl like it did against Peyton Manning and the Broncos in, what, 2015. Because, first of all, you don't know how hard it is to get two of the top, really, three to five safeties, a top two corner with Darrell Revis, and another corner that is one of the top-tier number two corner guys and like a Brandon Browner, who, again, had like six picks um, this season. So, if you're Pete Carroll, you've got to adapt to the modern NFL offense, and when you have no pass rush, you cannot adapt, especially when you don't have Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, and Russell Wilson. Don't forget, not Russell Wilson, uh, Richard Sherman. Do not forget, Cam Chancellor is such a trend center in the NFL that now Jonathan Abram, Jamal Adams, Jabril Peppers, all these guys now have jobs and are very, very big parts in the NFL defense because everyone was trying to find the next Cam Chancellor, that big, hard-hitting guy who's going to lock down, um, who can lock down running backs, tight ends, can cover receivers, play good zone coverage, play great run support, play decent man, and be all over the field. Then you have that rangy, middle, deep middle third guy like Earl Thomas who's going to be ball hawking. And then you have the two solid, tall, big, physical zone press corners on the outside to play that. And then you have Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, Malcolm Smith as your linebackers along with Cam Chancellor. It's game over. Not to mention Cliff Averill and um, I'm forgetting their other edge rusher from uh, that Super Bowl run. Not to mention having two really good pass rushers. When your defense is not stacked like that, and you, but you have a general, generational quarterback, you better be putting up points. 
because you do not want to end up like the Dallas Cowboys. Now, they have a better defense, or they had a better defense than the Cowboys did last year. Also, Russell Wilson's very much better than Dak and did not get hurt. But, you drafted DK Metcalf, you have Tyler Lockett. David Moore is a pretty dang good number three receiver. Combine that with Russell Wilson and capable running backs, you should be able to make the playoffs with ease, win your division with ease, and yes, I know it's the NFC West, but with the Niners being as banged up as they were, the Cardinals being as inconsistent as they are with Cliff Kingsbury at the helm, and the Rams team being led by Jared Goff, you should easily take that division and 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 advance further into the playoffs. You don't want to turn into a team like the Packers, who have a generational talent at quarterback, but they get stuck with an old, you know, NFL's passed them by a long time ago head coach, and then they catch the quarterback at, towards the end of his career, but then the general manager situation isn't the greatest, and um, you know the, the they have a brand new head coach and play caller who has made some mistakes over the past two seasons, start off slow in year one, take off in year two, but you've got holes in the roster, a, a suspect, and, and it just falls apart. So, that's, if you're the, if you are the Seahawks. I totally think you did right in in keeping Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll's just saved your franchise. And in return for that, you need to release his rights, let him go sign with another team, be like a defensive assistant, defensive coordinator somewhere, and get yourself a head coach who's going to get along with his players, but also call a smart game plan and lead this team to another Super Bowl, which is the end-all be-all in the situation. Russell Wilson does not want to play with Pete Carroll right now. He's not interested in playing with Pete Carroll. And for that reason, I think one of them's got to go. Now, if this relationship could be salvaged, more power to him. But it's got it's got to change. It's got to change. All right, so let's, let's get to some more questions here. Another one here we have. What do you think about this Patriot spending spree? Blah. Why Cam Newton? I think the reason why you go Cam Newton... It's because he gives you, first off, you got to feel somewhat of optimism after the first three weeks before he went down with COVID. You could say, well, you know what, COVID you know, kind of messed him up a little bit or whatever. All right, so give him a full year uh, in the system or whatever. He, he should be able to play a lot better. That's that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Second thing that comes to my mind, you know, when we do these our mock drafts and stuff, we, have another, we should have another one coming out soon. But when we do these mock drafts, um... There are situations where the Patriots might miss out on a quarterback. They definitely are. They're, they're, like they I, have the fifteenth pick, so you they're nothing set in stone. There. Right, I, I was just working out one earlier where the a team traded up because a team well a team traded down because you thought the positional value would be there at the spot that they would trade down to, and it was the team. So it happened that would would trade up to go snag a quarterback, right? So. This way, if you like roll the dice, you have Jarrett Stidham, and you say, "Hey, you know, let's draft a quarterback, right?" And then he now gets you're not with like the thirteenth pick or something, right? Now you're not stuck with Jarrett Stidham, right? At least you have Cam Newton, who has some veteran experience, who was playing really, really good the first three weeks of the season before COVID went down. So now you give him um, a full off season in this off season. I mean, in this offense, <laughs> um, full off season in the offense. 
you get to run it back with him. Hopefully, he's not going to get COVID next year because, you know, hopefully everybody's going to be vaccinated. But Yeah, um, and then you go get Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, and now... Which, Cam Newton, with the shoulder that is basically gone, he basically goes bicep to, to peck. Um, but with that shoulder impairment, he's going to be best at throwing intermediate to short routes up through the middle, the middle of the field. With Hunter Henry and John New Smith, you are controlling the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, go look at our, our John New Smith film breakdown on our channel and, and Jackson Cougar Jackson Sports. Jackson Cougar Sports, yep. And um, then, you know. They're both really, they're both good blockers. Hunter Henry's a better blocker. But John New Smith is a supremely talented and athletic tight end. And no matter if you have Cam or unnamed quarterback, uh, maybe from an SEC school, it's it's going to benefit whoever you have under center. Yeah, um, I think those are the main, like, the biggest reasons. And uh, Bill Belichick just saw this roster and was like, we are really not talented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like, don't say, Bill. Like, like, we are we are just not that good, are we? Um, yeah, that's, that's we you know stink. What? Nikhil Harry didn't work. Oh, man. Right, Trying so, to so, jump the jump and, ball and receiver. Even, and even Nelson Aguilar is the greatest time. I mean, shoot, he's something. Is but I mean, and now you bring back Cam. So let's say that I think still ultimately a bad scenario where a quarterback is not available. A good was like you're not drafted Kyle Trask at 15, but but let's say you know a quarterback isn't available at 15. Now you can go get a guy I personally like, Rashad Bateman. You can snag him. You can get maybe Jalen Waddle. I'm not as high on him as most and, people. And keep in mind, you, get, you may be saying, hey, but Bateman or Waddle, they're going to go, or this player X, player Y, they're going to go before. Well, if Team W drafts a quarterback before, this then draft, that's one pick that they're going to fall Right, backwards. this draft is so talented. Like, the Patriots could use another edge rush. The Patriots could use some wide receiver help. The Patriots could replace uh, Joe Thunney, maybe Elijah Vera Tucker if he were to fall. Tooney, my bad. Uh, I, I suck with names. Joe Tooney, you can replace him maybe with Elijah Vera Tucker at 15 if he's available. This draft class is so deep at almost every position, really. So, I mean, there's a lot of things they could do at 15 now that they have Cam and they don't have to worry about, ah, crap, we need a quarterback necessarily. You know, you would obviously want one for the future. And also, Cam Newton's contract is so insensitive laden yeah, so, that they may not have to end up paying him that much if he doesn't work out. Yeah, so this, this is a win-win. That's another great question. Um, let us know if you have any other questions, but let's move on to the favorite part of the show. The Los Angeles Chargers. Let's the go. Rams, the Chargers. Stafford. No, the Chargers. The Chargers. Um, <laughs> the Chargers. Um, this was a home run off season uh, so far. Man, I'm so proud of our. But hey, work still needs to be done. Okay. Um, we have. I think our right side of our line, as long as Mister, his name is now escaped, Brian Bulaga. Can stay healthy. Can we get 13 games this year? No. <laughs> like, they, they really should sign Brian Bulaga to eight-game contracts and then keep it moving. Right. Like, like, like if you could promise us 13, games, we're going to be set. You have Corey Lindsley. And the playoffs. As, as, assuming assuming, assuming like, we make the playoffs. Yes. That's and, and, not guaranteed with the Chargers. Count. Number one offense and defense in one single season, and they didn't make the playoffs. Just want to make that clear. 
Sorry, Charger fans. He's a little salty that the uh, Packers didn't re-sign Corey Lindsley, and they re-signed Kevin King and Aaron Jones instead. I'm not even that sad about Aaron Jones because I love the guy. But Kevin King? <sighs> it's okay to feel bad sometimes. Little by little, you'll feel better again. That's, that's going to be our new intro song. <laughs> and um, uh, Sean Davis and uh, now Warner Sanker. It's okay. <laughs> this show sucks. Oh, man. That be shot out there. Um, uh, but, I mean, Matt Filer, I think is his name. From um, Pittsburgh? Yeah, from Pittsburgh. On a really team-friendly three-year, $21 hey. million dollar contract. Also. When Brian Bulaga inevitably gets hurt, he can hop in a right tackle. True, true. And then this is even more reason why you go get Elijah Vera Tucker at 13, kick him at left guard. Then Don't you think that's a little early for 13? Maybe trade back for him to like 17, 18. I, I think I think that's a good I think that's a good spot. And then when inevitably Brian Bulaga misses half the freaking season, knock on wood, and you have to move Filer or whatever to right tackle. If you don't have a uh, subsequent backup right guard, kick him to guard. Or if you like Tucker, Tucker's a dang good tackle as well. He's played both, which is why his versatility is so good. And the reason why I think 13 isn't that much of a reach, you can kick him to tackle if you see him as a better option. Rashawn compared. Slater or Elijah Barry Tucker? At 13, I'm taking slow. I'm still taking slow. Okay, thank you. I'm if you would have said Barry Tucker, I would have slapped this rubber band on your face. I'm sorry. It's just... JJ Kennedy, what's up? Any questions about NFL free agency? Uh, also, if you guys are on Twitch, we are live on Twitch and on YouTube. Uh, I am Pyth has been doing a tremendous job with some questions. But again, about my Chargers, I, you still go offensive lineman there. I would argue you maybe go with it still, at least first and third. Because you have four picks in the top 100, I believe it's... It's 13, 47, like 74, something like that, and then 97, I believe, are our picks. And this that is. Sounds a, right. Yeah, yeah. It's the 70s one. It's the first third round pick. I, I, the number is a little mixed up on. But um, just for me personally, I love the way we did it this offseason. You brought back some depth signings as well. You could go wide receiver in the second round. So, I mean, look, I just need. Or oh, here's another situation. You have a pass rusher maybe in the second round? That's another one. Maybe Ronnie Perkins, who is a guy I like. I just think he's kind of like a buddy breed. Not much pass rushing move. Gonna beat you with your speed. There, there's a lot of guys who are not really. Uh, no, but that's like the perfect one. Developed. He is literally buddy breed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a, there's a lot of guys who, um, you know, either have a lot of speed and bend, or have good power but not really any speed. And and some of these guys that have good speed, can, like. The, the elite pass rushers, edge rushers at least, in, in this game, and even the up-and-coming good ones, Rashawn Gary's a great example, Carl Lawson, can convert speed to power. There's a lot of these speedy guys who have the potential to convert speed to power, but haven't shown it in their college tape. For that reason, maybe take a gamble on them in the second or third round, and, and hey, if it pays off, then you get a, a great edge rusher in the second round who who is who is on your team for for the next for, you know for the foreseeable future? Yeah. Um, Pair that with Joey Bosa, man. I think I, I want to see us address in this order: offensive line, either interior or tackle. I'm fine with both. Tight end. 
If Kyle Pitts falls to 13 and Elijah Vera Tucker's available, you got to take Kyle Pitts, right? <laughs> you uh, <laughs> got to take Kyle line, Pitts. Offensive line, either edge or corner, and then wide receiver. I think you get those four things. Like good players good with good value at those four spots. So, like, for example, maybe a Diami Brown with the compensatory third-round pick. Um and then maybe a James Hudson in the second or that first third-round pick, I think he'll be gone by the third-round pick. Or maybe you get lucky, and if we get this player, I'm going to give this an A-plus. You get maybe Asante Samuel Jr. or maybe Greg Newsom the second. I think corner is a pretty big need for for you guys. You have Michael Davis. That's great and everything. And Chris Harris Jr. But, but yeah. Chris Harris. Yeah. Or maybe an Eric Stokes in the second round. Uh, yeah, I, I would like Sean to see... Sean is currently reading off of our notes for the top 10 corner list. Yeah, hey, Anybody I, in that top 10, pretty much, Sean's cool with. Except Elijah Molden. Not even Elijah Molden hater. I just don't want to draft a nickel corner. That's right. You already have Chris Harris Jr., so... Right. That is fair. Um... Alright, um... I think... We got about... Let's go about another five minutes. We gotta talk Bengals, right? I mean, they're getting Joey B back. They're getting Joey Cigar back. I don't know if you guys can see me well, but I am, like, throwing my head, like, down at the table. I know table. they can definitely hear you because you are right up against that mic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for murdering your eardrums for Sorry, a headphone users, but no. Yeah. But, um, um, the Bengals, man, they... I, 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 uh, I don't want to sound like that guy. It's really just the one, Sean like, trade. given to that guy. It's really just the Trey Hendrickson signing, the fact that, I believe, they signed Trey Hendrickson to a four-year, $64 million deal. I actually kind of want to talk about the, uh... $60 million. $60 million. Kind of want to talk about the Rams, too, a little bit later, uh, after this. Look, outside of that, they made some pretty decent signings. Mike Hilton, um, shout-out to you, you know. You can come on the show if you like, open invitation to the... The do- hey, door's always open, buddy. Always. Always. Uh, Chibi Awuzi. Chidobi Awuzi. <laughs> you are awful with names. Chidobi Awuzi from the Cowboys to a three-year, t- uh, just about $22 million contract. So right, like, you let Will Jackson and Carl Lawson go, arguably your best two defenders, except for Jesse Bass maybe, um, who you can't let go because he's on his rookie contract. Hey, hey, um, I am Pipe. If you're still here... I wish I can give you, like, free access to our Patreon page so you can see, like, our, our stuff. And, oh, oh, my God. Hallelujah. All right, so here's what he said. He said, I don't buy the hype on Trey Lance. The Thoughts? most intriguing quarterback prospect, I think, even over Lamar Jackson. I'm, I'm going to take the jacket off this. Hold on. Oh, shout out to Wisconsin basketball. I went to a basketball camp up there with our team up there, you know, a couple years ago. Throw that jacket over there. I was going to hit the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't real. I'm just like, it's just his gut feeling, right? He has the arm talent. He can make pretty much all, all the, throws. the throws. All of them. There's no pretty much. He, he can make all the throws. All of the throws. Okay, Trey Lance, truth. All of the throws. You're, you're almost like, like uh, John with Mac Jones. All of the throws. He can make all the throws, all the runs, all the, all the athletic plays. The question is, does he have the mental side of the game? And I believe he can develop it. You look at the game. Thoughts. <laughs> this show stinks. We suck. 
<laughs> oh my god, thank you for bearing with us. That's a great question, by the way. Um, look. Oh man. I don't really think his game's gonna convert to really? the NFL level. It, is, it, is this because of the last North Dakota quarterback? No. It has nothing Wentz. to do with Carson Wentz. I like okay, Carson. Good, it has good, nothing to do good, with Carson Wentz. Good, good. Absolutely nothing. They're, they're two completely different quarterbacks. I think you can say that kind of they both have Completely really... different. Right? Look. Okay. And our guy, Steven, brought up like competition or whatever with Zach Wilson. I think that's a da- bad argument. But hey, hey, if you're going to bring it up, Trey Lance is in what? Division? What? what, what are they even Division 1? Are they Division 3? Are they. Uh... They're either D1, AA, or D2. They actually might be D3. I don't right, know. Are they, aren't they like Division 3? Alright, so we're talking about competition. Like, just talk, pause, time out. Like, that's... Well, here, here's what I'll say about competition. Wait, 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 wait. I've I, heard I, 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 my I thoughts before. I, I don't want to get into a full discussion. I'm just using that as kind of like, if we're talking about competition, then this guy, I mean, he really doesn't face it. But, um, hold on. But, look, he threw the ball like nine times. He had more... <laughs> I forget what it was. He had more... Touchdowns per game. He had like no, that can't be right. I forget what it was, but like he's throwing the. He had nine passing attempts per game. It's like what the heck? Actually, they might be. They're in, they're, they're in a D one subdivision. D one double A. D one double A. Okay. So I mean, like you're throwing the ball nine times a game. Okay, and I really think he's only like you're only gonna maximize his full potential. In, like, a San Francisco, a Minnesota... I think you can say that for pretty much all the quarterbacks, though, because that is the... Zach Wilson, like, for comparison, Zach Wilson, I think you stick him in Washington. I think he'll be good. You stick Trey Lance in Washington, I don't know. You stick Trevor Lawrence, that's a bad one. You stick Justin Fields, because Trevor Lawrence is going to be good, almost, no matter. You stick Justin Fields in New England, I think he'll be good. You stick Trey Lance in New England. I don't know. That's I, I don't know. Right. His processor is all the way there, I feel. I feel his, his processor mechanic- is nice, but he was like a one to two you read court. And see, listen, I, I this is kinda gonna put you in an awkward situation because you are a Chargers fan. But I think the same could be said about Justin Herbert coming out. Cause in that Oregon offense, it really did That's- him a detriment. Because they were quick screens. Um, you know, fake the screen, go deep, throw it deep. Um, ooh. Ooh. Is this secretly John Vogel? I think this is chat? John Vogel watching. <laughs> <laughs> this is John Vogel. No, but um, big shouts to him, big shouts to him. But um, <laughs> <laughs> this is John Vogel watching. Um, but I, I would definitely say Mac, not Mac Jones, um, Trey Lance and Herbert, I think, are going to get to that. Listen, they have all the talent in the world. Big, strong quarterbacks, great, or good accuracy, great arm strength. They can make all the throws on the field. The question was the mental side of the ball. Can they lead? Can they run a pro offense? Can they get through their reads? Can they not make mistakes? And I think Herbert pretty much proved that last year. Now, he had some boneheaded throws. Um, but ever since Tyrod Taylor... Got his lung punctured by a terrible doctor, a terrible team physician. Justin Herbert has been a very, very good player in this league, and for that fact, I think you've got. And it's not like Anthony Lynn's doing anything special. I mean, let's be honest. Anthony Lynn 
was not doing anything. Um, not what Pepper Hamilton was that their 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 offensive coordinator, I think. Quarterback coach. Quarterback coach. Um, he wasn't doing anything special. It's not like he had Kyle Shanahan or Matt Lafleur. Oh, you talk, you're talking about Lambo. See, Brett, not talk about Pep Hamilton like that. Um, so, for that reason, I think Trey Lance can succeed. But I definitely agree with you. It really does matter who he goes to. If he goes to say the Lions, now, like, like it matters. It matters who he goes to more than it matters who Zach Wilson, in my opinion, goes to. <laughs> hey man, hey man, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, all right, but but let's get to that. I want to talk about what our man here just said. Uh, his top five quarterbacks. Here we go. All right. Um, he's number one. He has uh, Trevor Lawrence. Two, Obviously. Right. Two. He has uh, Justin Fields. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Right. There's there's been worse. Three. <laughs> Mac Jones. That's where it starts. I. That's where I start really disagreeing. Four, he has uh, uh, Trey Lance, and number five, he has Zach Wilson. Hold on, I need you to copy, the, put that picture on Twitter so I can uh, tag, you know, John for me. Um, here are my thoughts. I think one Lawrence. I think you know that's. I mean, that you obviously can't go wrong there. Um, two, um, Justin Fields at two. I've said this a lot. If you're a just like, if you have Justin Fields as your number two quarterback, I actually can understand that, right? I, I completely understand that. He has the arm talent. He literally can make every single throw. And I've said this in the past. Hey, give me some criticism for all I care, right? I think Justin Fields' highs, like his like his good tape and his best tape that he's shown, I think that tape. Is arguably better than any of the other any blah, any of the other quarterbacks' best tape. I really do believe that. But the problem with Justin Fields is his bad tape is worse than all the other quarterbacks' bad tapes. Hello, Clemson in the national championship uh, semifinals last year in the uh, in the whiny moment of that game. Right, and I, I will never let this down. Well, I mean, I'll let it down, man. It, it, <laughs> if he makes the Hall of Fame, I'll give him a pass. I'll give him a pass, right? But you are literally, you. He's he, again his pre-snap reads. I'll actually say aren't that based the post-snap reads, right? Going through his progressions post-snap, getting to the next. Yeah, yeah. getting to the next. Like, okay, I crap. Chris Olave is not open. Okay, uh, I can't. I can't just eye down this corner. I gotta, you know, look off the safety or and then fire this thing. Right down the middle of the field, right, and what he did in that championship, in that semifinal game last year, right? I forget who he was actually targeting initially, right? But he went to that second read, but he did it to like he was like a second and a half late, and it got picked off. They lose the game. Not even because football is a, a game of split seconds. Yeah, so it's not. It's so not even. It was like maybe a third of a second right, late. Right. It was. But it got intercepted, and, and Clemson won the game. Right. So I mean, and then like the. I forget, was it Indiana? It was either Indiana or... I think it might have been Indiana. Northwest. And Northwestern. He played pretty bad against Northwestern, too, right? So this bad tape is as bad as the other guys. But his good tape is better than anybody else's in this draft class, I feel. Mac Jones at three. Uh, I think he has the highest... I think second highest floor. I think Lawrence, Lawrence, has, Lawrence has, has the highest floor. But Mac Jones has the second highest floor in this draft class. You're going to get a solid... 
pocket passing quarterback that's going to make his reads. And he's not totally, he's not a stone wall in the pocket. He's not a Peyton Manning yeah, he's, or, or he's, a Eli Manning. Manning. <laughs> Eli Manning, sure. Right. So he's, he's like a Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit in that pocket, right? He has some mobility. He had a couple of really nice throws in his pro day earlier, right? So he has some of that mobility. He's just not Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. He's or not a supremely athletic guy. He's not Russell Wilson. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's right, he's not like Patrick he's Jimmy Garoppolo, which is but. fine, right? You're going to get a really high floor with him. He has probably the weakest. I don't even want to say weakest. That kind of comes off all wrong. But he has like the worst on talent out of the out of the five guys. I, think um, I, I agree with that. Right. Not to say he has bad arm talent. Right, right. He, 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 he's still he a top five quarterback in the draft. He right. Can, he can sling that pigskin. Right. Um, I just gave my thoughts on Lance. Zach Wilson, um, man, oh, man. If I've used this comparison, it's a lot more Baker, but Baker and Josh Allen had a baby where 75% of it was Baker and the other 25% I, I don't, that's not how genetics work. I, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> but, if, if, but if that's how it works, it would be that. Like That's who Zach Wilson is to me. right? He has this, that it factor. He has that swagger. He can make every single throw on the football field. He has that maneuverability that you'll see from like a Josh Allen. And then he'll have some of the bad traits that you'll see from like a guy like a young Josh Baker Allen. forcing the ball into windows. Or, Josh or, Allen or, or, overthrowing missing throws. Or not, not even that. That's not what he's also referring to. I was talking about where you know, Josh Allen will sometimes have this tendency where he's like, you know what? Screw this. I have this. I have the best arm in the league. Like, pure arm talent. I have the best pure arm in the league. Screw my mechanics. I'm just going to throw this off my back foot and launch it 50 yards down the field. Right? So, it, so that's, that's what I'm talking about when I say that. Right? Zach Wilson. So, for my quarterback ranking list, uh, mine is one Trevor Lawrence, two Zach Wilson, Three Justin Fields, four Trey Lance. Only because if you hit on Trey Lance, because upside, his upside. I get it. That's really the only reason why I put him above. I think Mac you could, Jones. I think you could argue if you want somebody right now. I think I would go probably Trevor Lawrence and then Mac, and maybe or, or Zach Wilson or, or over Zach Wilson. and then Mac Jones three, and then Fields and right. And, but we're talking about like Rams. upside. Like if they hit their upside, you're looking at. I think you go Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields and you know maybe Trey Lance like those three right not not saying Zach Wilson because again I mean it's Baker and Josh Allen combined like you're gonna get something really really good out of them but you you hit your potential with uh, Baker I'm not Baker crap you hit your potential with Trey Lance and uh, Justin, Justin Fields. Fields you're set man great episode great stream great stream we you got suck. Some great com- <laughs> <laughs> All right, I am Pipe. Uh, any other questions before we uh, end the stream? Thank you so much for sticking with us. Had a bunch of time chatting it up with you. Uh, appreciate you watching this episode. And for all our listeners on podcasting platforms and on YouTube as well. We had some, we had some YouTube Feel people. Feel free to join us. Yeah, we had, we had some. We had a little bit of YouTube people tuning in tonight. Um, more than, more than, more than, uh, more than what our last stream. Um, Although I believe the last stream was actually accidental, so yeah. <laughs> but um, thank you all so much for watching. Um, if you have any questions, you can either DM us or tag us in a tweet at Sports Headline Eight. Um, we also have you know our top ten quarter uh, cornerbacks um, episode or video coming out on Whatever our YouTube called. channel and Jackson Kruger Sports, as well as an Adoree Jackson um, film breakdown on both of those channels as well. Listen to us on any podcasting platform you'd like, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
um, Breaker, iHeartRadio, whatever you feel like it. Um, big big shouts to to um, I am I am uh, Pfeiffer, as well as, and I'm forgetting his name already. Eric. Yeah, Eric Lyons, obviously. Uh, um, uh, we had great comments. Eric, Shield Sports Talk, 